Hello everyone, I am Mariah Parsons, I'm your host. If you are new to Learn to Listen, welcome, and if you are a regular listener, thank you. Learn to Listen is a mental health and wellness podcast designed to encourage vulnerability in storytelling and to empower through empathy. If you like the show, please, please, please go subscribe on your favorite listening platform. I also have built out our social media. Um, So we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, the whole, you know, every channel, omni-channel experience, wherever you like to find your content best, it's there for you. Hello and welcome to Learn to Listen. I have one of my closest friends joining us today. Sam, I am so, so, so happy you're here. Um, We're going to dive into it. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of our background and then Sam, you can introduce ourselves. But Sam and I met through the women's team at University of Notre Dame. That's the rowing team. I've talked about it a lot before. Um, We'll probably come up, I'm sure. But I am so thrilled that you are here. Um, We always have like the best conversations. We've gone on too many road trips to count (laughs) um, of like 10 hours at a time. So I'm going to be watching our our, um, time very closely, but I'm going to give it to you now to intro yourself and say hi. Oh, hello. I'm so excited to be on. I've listened to you talk and sort of be in the chair now. It's so exciting. I love your podcast. I actually was talking to someone yesterday about it because oh God, <laughs> I, um, hearing other people just put into words some of your thoughts sometimes, even not experts. I don't remember her name, but the swimmer from, I want to say Tennessee from one of your episodes, just like really put yes. so many things into words that I was like, oh my God. And you're just like, there it is. That That's the feeling. Brianna, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Translate it. Um, and so, yes, Mariah said, I, we met at rowing at Notre Dame. Uh, we became really close our sophomore year and never turned back. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, <a> journey. <laughs> yeah, I majored in computer science and Spanish. So I had a little bit of an unconventional track. I did five years to do two bachelor's degrees. Um, so I stayed at Notre Dame and did not row my fifth year. I ended up bartending at a bar, which is great. Um, my favorite place in the world. We'll talk, we'll talk about it. <laughs> and I ended up becoming where all my friends would come back and visit for games. And it was amazing. And yeah, I don't know any other details you want me to dive into in the bio. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Um, do you want to, do you want to say what you're going to be doing in this next upcoming year? Or do you want to weave that in later? We can, let's just dive into it. Okay. (laughs) Um, I, so like I mentioned, I uh, majored in computer science at Notre Dame. And so I am a software, going to be starting Monday, a software engineer at Google um, on their TAP post-submit team. And I'm really excited about it. I going to have to come back on to let you know what that's going to look more like. Uh, Yeah. You can't wait. (laughs) Annual Um, review. (laughs) We'll put it down. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so that starts and the beginning of, I guess, my career. So I'm excited for it. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. This is one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about. And there's a bunch of different elements to it. So I'm going to kind of walk us through like the transition of us graduating, like as a class, like our traditional four years, because you were at our graduation. Like I want that to be made clear. Um, and then like you had the extra year where you got like a second graduation for your second bachelor um, degree. And so 
I don't know if we've ever talked about this. I feel like we probably did one of the times that I was visiting you. <laughs> um, but we're gonna we're gonna solidify it in stone on the podcast. What was it like being at Notre Dame for like the extra year when like we weren't yeah. there? I know we've talked about this now that I ask mm-hmm. it. I, yeah. <laughs> it was honestly a really humbling experience. Like first, okay, so out the gates, come back the first day. I'm like, oh my God, like I don't know anyone here. <laughs> that's just not true but continue (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like the over obviously like yes not true but like the overwhelming feeling of like yeah so many new faces something that shocked me too was that um and this was later on so my things were still kind of covid oriented my fifth year um but then especially my spring semester, I was only in two classes, the way that everything shook out. Um, I had a minor that ended up dropping. Um, and so I wasn't on campus much because those who know Notre Dame, I was on like the most peripheral possible classrooms, like in Corbett family hall. Um, I think that's the official name of it. Um, like the classroom (laughs) that literally like looks out over the parking lot. And then in DBART, the like first classroom when you walk in the far door. So like, could not be more on the edge of campus. And I, I had no other reason anymore because we weren't, pra- I wasn't going to practice anymore. Um, was kind of, all my friends that I hung out with were off campus. So I never had any reason to go into campus. And then I remember, so I had a Spanish class. We were all got really close. I, it was amazing professor. Um, howdy. Um, oh, I <laughs> yes. I had him as well. Yep. <laughs> love the man. Um, <laughs> but the, just the nature of the classroom, it, it, like we all always got close. Um, and so I was actually going onto campus to meet with one of my old like, classes. We were all getting coffee together. Um, and I hadn't been on campus in so long at this point. And I remember texting the group chat, like, it was like, there's no way everyone here is 18 years old. <laughs> 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 I was like, I, it was like the first time I was like, I, do I look as old as I <laughs> feel like everyone else is young? Um, so that was Flipped different. Um, but also just like, I don't, I'm not sure which aspects of coming back for my fifth year were because of feeling older, because of not rowing, being more removed without like having the same social circle. Because as you know, um, even though our grade was pretty big, it felt often very small. And oh, yes. it was yeah. your campus, you knew everyone. And so suddenly kind of being almost ghostly, <laughs> feeling walking around. <laughs> Ghost town. <laughs> um, and yeah, like not, I don't want to say like irrelevant and cause that sounds like harsh and like self- meaning or whatever but it's not like it's just like different you know like suddenly it doesn't feel like this is my campus where I'm saying hi to everyone it's just wow like but it's also empowering at the same time because I was like wow the next like generation if you will coming through and it was cool to see firsthand as someone who had been there even though I was still technically an undergrad like in undergrad grew up to feel like a home and then to still be there but like in such a different light so. Yeah. Like you're kind of like your age and like the fifth year is typically like, oh, it's your like in grad school or something. Mm-hmm. And so even though you're technically an undergrad, it's like, oh, you're like 22, yeah. 23 feeling what it must be like to have like, like a younger sibling. Like you're like watching yeah. them in their element at school and you're just like, what the heck? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. You're like kind of like a mentor, but like also still a part of their group. And it's just like, yeah. you're on this like line between two mm-hmm. stages of life. Cause like 
most of us, I mean, all of our friends, all of our close friends graduated. Um, So there's like a couple of people who are still on campus that you saw, but that was like usually their grad school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I always, it was always important for me to do the fifth year. So like I said, the track, I was always going to do five years at Notre Dame and I never, I like the coaches at one point were like, oh, you could debate your first year for eligibility. Um, But I never did that. So it was kind of, okay, I'm always going to have this year to do other things. And then COVID hit and suddenly (laughs) I had to decide, do I want to keep rowing for a year or do I want to have that year that I always had envisioned having? My brother and dad both also went to Notre Dame and both won Bengal bouts and had always talked about boxing. They both were on the rugby team, talked about their like going to tailgates, which obviously for us looked very different than other students at the school. And so all these aspects that they talked about, they were in Dillon and I was on in Farley on North Quad. So to have like such different college experiences on the same campus, I part of me like yearned, I guess. Is that even the right Oh, word? for yeah. sure. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the perfect word. <laughs> Thank you for that one year. Um, and it definitely put into perspective what we did on rowing and how to, like, you know, when you're on a team that you're having a little bit of a different college experience, but then to experience it yeah wow like this is like exceeded my expectations like I not even in like a good or bad way but just like I was I swear I did all my homework but (laughs) reading all of my readings (laughs) like (laughs) any teachers uh, listening we were good students (laughs) like the same class like Howdy's class I admired him as a professor since I had in my sophomore year and it I always found it a fun class to be in um but I was finding what I needed to for the homework and that was it. And like, you know him as a professor, that's like the bare minimum. Like if you know the answers, that's like, and I finally was like looking up other articles to read. Like I'm reading it in, sometimes when I didn't understand it, like looking up the English versions and like reading it with the Spanish and annotating both. And like, it was just like such an amazing feeling. So like, it, school was fun. I was like, mm-hmm. not walking into the library <laughs> at 9.30 PM with my coffee in hand after like getting out of dinner because I didn't want to like, I didn't want to sacrifice having dinner with my friends for that hour. Like that was a very special time for me that I wasn't willing to give up. And yeah. I remember my brother, a man of many words, <laughs> a few words, many words, I don't know blunt to say the least I love him for it too <laughs> at one point I talked about how little I slept in while on the rowing team and he was like oh I don't know I, that feels like self-inflicted like you could have avoided that. <laughs> okay okay like, brother <laughs> yeah no kidding um and I just he wasn't expecting it, I don't think and I was like no yeah you're right like I never said it wasn't but I was not willing to sacrifice the things that re- it required to not inflict that upon myself like yeah I if, a, if I saw a friend that I hadn't talked to in a long time, I would stop and talk to, that was very important to me. That was not something I was willing to give up. Um, so kind of ranted and answering that question in many directions, but I, one, appreciated, like I finally missed rowing. Mm. Like I remember like January. So like it That's took a special. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I remember turning to our other teammate, Caroline Hills, who when people refer to her as Caroline, I'm like, who? So chills. <laughs> And I was like, yes. oh my gosh, like, what was if I had road this year? And I kind of was telling her, I was like, shake me, please shake me. Cause like, there was so many reasons, like my body could not have handled another year. I don't know if mentally I could have handled another year, but I was like, no, like I really miss it. 
like, I want to get back into, I miss the water. Um, and it was kind of like a special moment where we kind of just sat and we're like, yeah, like it was like, a, I love that I miss it. It was such a big part of my college experience yeah. that I don't want to resent. The, yeah. The <laughs> yeah. No, that's a lot of perspective. <laughs> right? and I, yeah. No, I, I don't, I don't think you've ever like articulated to me that it was the, like, oh, the missing rowing part or like the, now yeah. you have the college career. Cause now I feel like I am, it's not in college, obviously, like I'm in the working force now. And so I see the extra time I have granted it's because we don't have like homework, right. You know, you're done at work, the typical nine to five. Um, but I am like the most free time speaking, like that I ever have been. And so I can only imagine in undergrad what that must have felt like. And there's definitely like when you said yearn, I was like, that is exactly it. Like there's always going to be, I'm sure there's people who are like, oh, I wonder what it's like to have been an athlete in college. And on the flip side, I'm sure a ton of our athletic community would relate to being like, oh, what is it like not (laughs) having, you know, the athletic experience? Um, And so I love that. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's such a great perspective to have gained throughout that year. In addition to like actually enjoying school and like putting in the extra effort that you always want to put in if you're an academic, but not necessarily able to (laughs) (laughs) think anyone, um, who has ever enjoyed anything academic would relate to that. Sometimes, you know, the, the clock just runs out. Um, and I also, something that you put your time and energy into was bartending. <laughs> yes. Um, oh I goodness. love. Um, I am so happy. Okay. I, it started as a joke, honestly, like in our group chat with our friends, yeah. Megan was like, apply, you won't. Yeah. I was going to work at Brothers, which is another like, mm-hmm. sports bar in town. Yeah. Um, and they... Hired, Wait, did you know, do you know, me. real quick, do you know Brothers is a chain? Because I didn't yes, know that. I, I okay. recently oh God. found out, um, well, not recently, but like it feels like recently because college was yesterday. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes, so they actually called me saying like, here um, is your interview time. And they just scheduled it without asking me. And so I was like, I, I couldn't do the time that they said. And I called back and a waitress picked up and they needed more waitresses. But apparently there was some drama about the waitresses that already worked there didn't want more people because they wanted the hours and yeah. she they, I called back and I was like hi um I'm calling about an interview that was scheduled and I can't make it I just wanted to reschedule it I would really love to work here um and she basically I don't even remember what she said I just I feel like I like, remember it was like very like yeah. don't come yeah. <laughs> like oh lol hangs up or like, yeah um so I don't yeah the sentiment I remember I was like oh okay um and yeah so then Megan our friend also a teammate was just applied a new so he won't we had gone there it was a place that we all just loved going bonding Mm -hmm. um and I was like you know what why not it was on Instagram I messaged them and now I know Mary um who's an angel I love her um who owns the bar with Rick um so okay uh come in on whatever day, whatever time we're going to do a quick interview. Um, I was like, okay, sounds good. I didn't know who I was meeting. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm literally just walking up to Noofs at like 9 PM on a Tuesday. <laughs> so good. Um, and the door opens. It's like, oh yeah, like she's just finishing up with someone. You can like walk upstairs acting like as if I know anyone 
who I'm supposed to be seeing, what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Didn't bring anything with me. I'm like, what do I wear to an interview at a bar? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, like a club, so just, honestly. Like a low yeah, exactly. Club. Yeah. It's a, a dance, dance club bar. bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we just honestly hit it off right away, started talking. And then she started saying, okay, like these are the things you need to fill out, et cetera, et cetera. This is how you get your license. But she never really said I had the job. And so I was just like, um, oh, yay. I don't really. <laughs> um obviously everything worked out my new fun fact whenever I go anywhere is that I have uh, my license my liquor license in the state of India <laughs> I love it um, yeah and so yeah. I it honestly just turned into my forced social time like mm-hmm. I wanted obviously needed to be making some money for rent um so I needed to get a job in some capacity and started like this will be fun kind of a meme if you will like, oh what did you do in college oh I worked at our our bar that we all went to yeah um, and like, again, just like exceeded my expectation in every capacity. They truly just like amazing people. <laughs> they became my friends, the people I like talked to. I looked forward to going to work every weekend. Um, it definitely was an interesting experience when it came to just like how I was perceived by the Notre, like the students like of all, like all around, not even Notre Dame, it was like Notre Dame, Holy Cross, Bethel. Um, St. Mary's. St. Mary's, yeah, yeah. Every, whatever other schools I'm forgetting that are in the area um yeah because often honestly people would be like pretty rude and then or like demeaning and then be like oh like is this your full-time job like what are you like doing like oh how long have you lived in like just things that's like very presumptuous or like assuming yeah Yeah. um and I didn't like being in the service industry Yeah. yeah um so on and then towards the end um they threw me a little party for my last shift so cute and everyone's like why are you leaving like what the heck like did you get another job and I was like oh I'm graduating and just like the look of like what <laughs> um and then just like other presumptions of just assumptions I guess um about like where like where I went to school what my major might be and like never asked never was like oh what what do you do um, and like, you have to ask the right questions sometimes to get the right answers. And maybe mm-hmm. I may play a little too much of a game with it of like, let's see <laughs> what they say. <laughs> Gotta entertain um, yourself somehow during a shift, right? Yeah. And just like very enlightening in many aspects. I truly think that I grew a lot working there and that it was as much like, this is so cheesy and like, forgive me, but <laughs> as I'll much a classroom you. as like anywhere else. That oh, I you're so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Like, um, no, you're, yeah, it's working. Like, especially, how, did you work in the service industry before that or no? I, I feel like you had, I worked as like a camp counselor. I've worked at okay. service industry in the sense of like not service industry. I worked at a transition home for homeless uh, yeah. moms. Um, and like so, very much of service, but not like, yeah, like, like literally serving people. Food kitchens, yeah, yeah. which is like serving people who are coming to food soup kitchen is very different than a college bar um yeah so no not in the capacity of like serving Notre Dame students I don't think being like working at my dorm is like waffle cafe (laughs) (laughs) like one night (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah Um, that's that's a dorm tradition oh my god okay yeah well I like it even though somewhat cheesy right like they, like it's still a classroom um I'm gonna draw a parallel here so you're gonna have to hang okay. with me but like a work culture in a non-traditional sense 
of like, you said, like you loved going to work there and you grew a lot from it. Like my current company, I feel like I still grow from the cultural aspect of it, of like, and it's a really great company because there's a lot of benefits. Like we treat everyone, um, you know, all of their unique qualifiers, like those are encouraged and emphasized, like bring to the table and, our CEO does a really great job of like bringing people from non-traditional, like higher education backgrounds. Um, and so I guess my question for you is like, why do you think the work culture there was so fun? Cause you're about to like head into your first like yeah. job after college. So like, what are you hoping, um, or like, what do you know, like jives really well with you in terms of like people that you're working with? Like for me, it's like building that relationship and like having that communication there is what makes going to work like so fulfilling for me. So what do you, what do you think it is for you? Um, I just, I mean, let me speak in rough draft as my other brother says, it's like a phrase that him and his wife told me and I'm like, I've been using it every year. (laughs) Rough rough draft it out right now. (laughs) Isn't it so great? It is. I'm like, wow, that's another example of someone saying something. And I'm like, that, that is what I Um, And so I think a good anecdote that kind of paints a good picture is that one of the other bartenders was, um, she was doing bodybuilding and she had worked for months on a show that didn't even go to the opening dinner for, we had news at our dinner at news, which was just great. I was like, wow, it's so clean in here when it's, (laughs) cause it was like before I I got high or after I got hired, but before I had worked, um, we went to like a barbecue there. Um, and she like didn't go because she was in her cutting phase, um, being very disciplined. And a couple of days before her show, uh, she got, she told me it was called cellulitis, um, but like some sort of infection in her leg that they had to put a string in and drain it. And so she couldn't, she was medically disqualified from her show. And I was just like, wow, I'm so sorry. Like I know how many months go into that training. Um, I like, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Like, you can like empathize, but like, that's yeah. such an intense and yeah. Like, like are you non- okay? Like, what do you say in that yeah. situation? Yeah. Um, you, like I just started working here. Do you want to talk about it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> what you need. Um, and she, uh, was just like, you know what, next time we just work harder. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, and I think that that just kind of like really emphasizes or like describes the attitude of like everyone just showed up we had a good time we worked like when someone complained you kind of poked fun at it um very midwestern values right there like, like we're all here we're all working work. it's yeah. cleaning after shift I'm like it's 5 30 in the morning all of us want to go home but we can still like shoot the bleep if you yes. <laughs> you can curse I don't know how to swear. <laughs> shoot the bleep rough drafting it out yeah exactly. final Um, cut (laughs) um and so that kind of I think is what creates such a great environment and just like that's true for anywhere like surrounding yourself with people who have similar values as you like yeah this is kind of a crap situation I would rather be in bed right now you'd rather be in bed right now but here we are scrubbing the floor of news (laughs) Um, camaraderie (laughs) yeah and just like uh, yeah we like another aspect of it it was very much much so a team dynamic which it's like a sim- uh, interesting parallel but like I 
had been on sports my entire life. Like I was a walk-on for rowing and like was most certainly a part of my, like not even quarter life crisis. I don't know, like identity crisis. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, like I, well, I'm not gonna be on a team anymore. So like, oh, like remember like getting that email. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll try out for rowing. Like it'll just waste a couple of weeks of my first, but I'll meet some people. And then like four years later, um, yeah. <laughs> but then at the bar, we split tips. So like whatever, it's pulled together and then split evenly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly like was kind of confused about that when we first started, but then quickly caught on that that was the best way to do it. Um, it just stops. There's some people who tip really well. Like it's a college bar. Like, honestly, most people, like the amount of people who tip nothing at all is just like, I would say close to 50%. Um, just like mm-hmm. we'll scribble through it. My favorite is when someone will like write something to make it look like they're tipping and then flip it over. And it's like, LOL. Ha, like drunk 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 like just random words and like okay that's a lot of effort but but okay <laughs> um and so all splitting tips kind of just lead, lends to like okay there was one um bartender who she always called me her daughter like people would be like who's that bartender and she's like that's my daughter so you better back <laughs> um but she was always like okay let's make some money tonight like just whatever it takes like mm-hmm. all of us in just that aspect of like she was super competitive but she was like, super competitive in the sense that she wanted everyone to be that competitive so we all did all the benefited. best we could do yeah um, and that, yeah like group mentality and there was that bar yeah. <laughs> so, yeah yeah no that's that's great I feel like that's something to take with you like into the new job too is like knowing that that work culture it's like okay that the history of being on teams for like your whole life and um like all benefiting from the hard work that all of you are putting in like you're all pulling your own weight and like being able to take that like albeit like college bar is going to be very different from traditional workforce um but there's still a lot of hard work and value that goes into any job that you're working um even like even with the funny stories, like there's, there's so many tidbits of good information that I know throughout the year while you were there, like we're, which we're sharing with us and just like the respect, um, that maybe gets lost in different environments, different like restaurants, (laughs) service, um, people that are serviced and, um, intoxicated. Um, so I think (laughs) it's, yeah, it's a great, great thing just to emphasize, like, hearing from a bartender is like hopefully someone hears this and is like oh you know what if I was ever that person that like scribbled on the back of a like receipt and didn't give a tip hopefully then we can change that just just a little bit um and I think yeah and I think one of the things that that lends itself um nicely to is talking about kind of like where we get our worth from and like being like such a workhorse. And so that was one thing for me, like transitioning away from athletics, I was like, oh my God. So I need something to pour all my energy into that used to be rowing because I'm not, (laughs) I'm not going back to rowing, (laughs) at least not. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you know, from like, we'd finish classes around three and then go to practice until 6 30 ish seven ish so it's like all of that time and energy like 
where am I putting it into? And thank God I found the Or Fellowship and some other, you know, other nonprofits that I volunteer with and this podcast. And so like I've split my time and energy into those more equally, I guess, um, than like it used to be like pretty much all one egg, like all eggs in one basket with yeah. rowing. Um, but that also like transitioning away from sport, I was like, oh boy, that's a lot of things that I knew I had to unravel of like if I am not working out that I am not having a good day and I'm not doing well. And then it translates into like, I am a piece of shit because I'm not being active and like pouring my time and energy into other places. And I know we've talked about relating to that of like, where do you pull that worth from? And Mm -hmm. so like now, cause you're, you had like kind of, you had that transition away from rowing, but it wasn't into the workforce quite yet. It was still like attached to school. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Which I think is like, at least in my opinion, that's hopefully a better way to do it. Cause you still like have some footing and you still understand like, Oh, I'm going to be going to classes. It's like what we've always done. You have that education piece and it's, I think a smoother transition. So like, would you say like you felt that? Yeah, no, I have a couple comments on a lot of the good things you just said. One <laughs> kind of coming full circle, the thing, the comment actually that I was referring to about that Brianna made was, it was something along the lines of, she was always so hard on herself and so competitive and thought that it was when sports ended that that would stop. And she was actually like, no, the outlet's just gone. So now I just am hard on myself. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. that. That is it. <laughs> that's the one. It resonates. Yeah, exactly. And so it was just like what just as a listener, I was like, I am heard. Like <laughs> I'm so um, glad you that validates yeah. me so much. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, that kind of flows into a lot of what you said. And like the next thing of um find like transitioning out of sports and finding all of these other things to do where like, how can you channel that? And like, you kind of said, oh, if I don't work out, I feel like a piece of shit. And then, yeah. And that's like, takes a certain level of honesty with yourself to acknowledge, like, Mm -hmm. what are the things that I'm not good at? Me, if I am hungry, I turn into a horrible human being. (laughs) Like, (laughs) genuinely, (laughs) like, it's, my boyfriend Joey and I have to joke about it because I will just- It's too real fuming for no reason like I just turn into myself and I'm in the worst mood and he'll be like okay like maybe we just go get something <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea we go eat food yeah. and then we'll talk about it literally <laughs> call it the hangry monster mm-hmm. and it's like kind of a joke it, oh, there's a book I read it's called I think it was in mindset where you like give a name to your mm-hmm. fixed it's definitely mindset yeah you give a name to your fixed mindset persona so when they come out I don't know like Paul, let's just name like my. I never named mine, but like yeah. personifying. Maybe the hangry monster is my personified. Now it's uh-huh. Paul. Now Paul. <laughs> For, I've named it, and there's no going back. Yeah. Um, and just like saying like, yeah, wow, like I feel Paul coming out. The hangry monster's out to play. It kind of like allows you to laugh at yourself enough to acknowledge where grow. That's actually one of the things I wanted to talk about too. Where it's like, there's growing is almost trendy these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and this will circle back to answering the question too, I swear. Yes, do it. <laughs> like take, us, take us on a trip. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the way around. Um, I feel like growing has become such a trendy social media thing 
that, and a lot of people are influencers who that is their full-time job to journal and make it look nice and make their lists of things and good for them. Like I am sending so much love and good energy to the people who can stop mid meditation and record themselves doing it because I cannot, like Mm -hmm. I, when I'm eating my breakfast, it's gone before the thought of taking a picture of it even crosses my mind. Yeah. <laughs> phone does not um, go first around, yeah, no, phone <laughs> around <does not>. us. <laughs> We're hungry and monsters. <laughs> I think that's something that I really struggled with in bringing, I know we wanted to talk about this, but like my original post for Learn to Listen of like complaining enough so that people don't think you're perfect mm-hmm. and that you are like trying and caring, but not too much that like y- you actually are having a hard time. Yeah. If that but it's like sense. real, like you're like yeah. in the trenches. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I know it's talked about, but there's so many people online who are like, yeah, I'm really working on myself because I just like love people too much. Or I just like work too hard. I just have to make everything so perfect. And it's like, those are real problems that people have to work on, but the way yeah. they're worded, it's almost like a little safety gear that gets clicked into place when people talk about their problems of like, okay, I'm going to acknowledge it, but I'm going to throw some glitter on it. Like, yeah. yeah, like <laughs> sugar it plated bit. to the world instead of like, this is my heap of trash that I have. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's a real thing of like, I, what, going through college, like there were certain aspects of like, my friends from high school, literally we rip on each other. Like, if someone did something embarrassing, you will not hear the end of it until the day we die. Yeah. <laughs> I will still hear about the crap I pulled my freshman year of high school regularly. I could set a timer if 30 minutes have passed and we all get together and something hasn't been brought up. I'm like, what's going on? Is something wrong? Like, are you guys okay? Is are you guys going off? On? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and I used to get really defensive about it. I would get so upset. Like, and not even outwardly like I wouldn't even say anything I would just like come up with excuses for myself like well yeah like but I wasn't that bad or like but and like kind of like change my entire air like not laugh it off um kind of I was like they're laughing at me they were not laughing with me yeah Um, and they were a thousand percent laughing with me I was just being a brat about it you know (laughs) (laughs) that's self-awareness we love it yeah exactly (laughs) um and then realizing the degree to which like throwing glitter on your issues only hurts you. You know what I mean? Like when I'm like, I could come up with a thousand things that I need to work on right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> I um, get stressed sometimes when I relax, like, and that's like wording it that way is something like, Oh, you can't rely. It's like, huh. And it's like, no, I literally like cannot sit still and will burn an entire day doing nothing Mm-hmm. and literally just like twiddling my thumbs of like oh I'm gonna do something oh I'm not and like no just take the time to fully not do something like yeah oh I'm committing to not doing anything today instead of like I'm gonna read at the beach like no why would I do like read like half in half out yeah um or I like I'm trying to think in high school I need this is like we're talking like girl talk boy talk now um <laughs> I love I it would like seek attention for like the stupidest things like mm-hmm. and as I got older I would see other people do it and I'm like wow that's like not a great color I need to fix my own thing you know what I mean um and really just diving in to 
like your issues and not putting that glitter on it, suddenly I'm the one cracking the jokes first with my high school friends because like it is funny. <laughs> like you can't get me, huh? <laughs> no. Yeah. And like that's like what's the shame in who you were before you grew? You know what I mean? Like mm. I sometimes I'm like, wow, I wish I could just like erase everyone's memory of me my like sophomore year of college. That'd be great. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I could just take a little like magic, Mr. Magic, whatever it was like, magic eraser and just like scribble out those pieces. Yeah. Um, and like when people poke fun at it, I'd get defensive and like be all upset. And like, there's no need. Um, Mm -hmm. let's just like talk about it because walking away from that is like a good thing. I don't know. Yeah. No, I love how you phrase that. No, no, no. I got you. Like how you phrase that in there's no, like there shouldn't be shame in who you were before you grew. Cause like, that's how you got to where you are now. Yeah. And so like. And I love like the hangry monster, Paul, right? Like the personification <laughs> of the person we're going to bring it back. Like it kind of allows you to poke fun and also like tell your partner what's like going on and be like, okay, like with Joey, right? Like you're telling him like, I like it's coming out to play. Like you're probably not going to get much patience from me right now because mm-hmm. I'm like in this state and feeling this. Um, and so it kind and of like, will be irrational. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you're kind of like, yes, you can poke fun at yourself for it, whatever. But I think there's like an added level of knowing yourself so well that, you know, like what you need in a moment or like mm-hmm. what your needs are right then. And so I love that you brought that up one and then gave like a bunch of different examples of like going in from like the trendiness of growing and, all our exposure in social media to like all these like daily routines, like all of the perfect, like, I don't even know, like TikTok or like influencer, like micro influencer where it's like, they're perfectly set up. Like Like their desk spot. Yes. Monitors. Exactly. Keyboards. And they're like, I'm a real software engineer. And I'm like, I use my Mac and like my one keyboard. Yeah. And it's like, I see those things and I'm like, Oh, that like, that's great for them that they've figured that out. Like exactly. Like you said, like not hating on that at all, but it's, I know that if I tried to get to that level of like the people that I'm seeing and consuming, it's not realistic for me. And then it like sends me into a spiral. Yeah. Yeah, Because I'm like, okay, well I can't realistically like set these daily habits for myself because they're not what I need. Like, that's just what we're being shown or like, it's, you know, trendy right now, whatever. Um, and I actually, it's going to be this, the episode before ours is released. So it fits well and it's timely, but I was speaking with Allison and she's a clinical therapist. And so she was, we were talking about how, like, there's so many resources around like vulnerability and self-help right now, which is great. But then what happens is like, I think we, we consume that, but then the actual application piece of like going to therapy is where we fall off. And so it's like exactly this kind of like same realm of like trendiness and self-help. Like, I think it's starting the conversation. There's more awareness. There's more visibility into all these different things that you could be doing, but then it can get stressful sometimes because when you don't feel like a shift in the behavior, just because you're like acknowledging or reading about something that's when you're like, Oh God, now I've done like the work. And you're kind of like, it's a placebo effect. You're like telling yourself I've done the work. I've done like the reading I've done the education part, but it isn't the experience that like matches that. And it's the same thing with like, like racial understanding, like, like DEI work. It's like, 
if you read it, but don't apply it, like that's where the disconnect happens. And so like, when you said the like trendiness of growing, it can be like intimidating because there's so many things out there, but we're not matching our needs or like not practicing what we're seeing. I totally relate to that. Yeah. And so to bring it back to the original question, which I told you I was about to take you on a journey. <laughs> I know I had to dive in with the journey with yeah. you too. I mean, yeah, but wanted nothing else. Um, the fifth year ended up being, so I did 75 hard with my roommate and my boyfriend. Um, and it was a great bonding experience. Like her and I got super close, just kind of through like, wow, did you do your second workout today? <laughs> like, um, <Yeah. laughs> and I actually recently was talking to someone about it here. Um, I just moved out to West Hollywood and um, they were like, oh, so do you have a goal? Like, what's your goal weight? Like, what was your like macros and all this stuff? And I was like, actually, I took it kind of as the opposite. Like 75, yes, there's all these like fitness, trendy goal. I keep using the word trendy, but goal things online of like either have this super aesthetic food with like, oh, just quickly whip up these brownies that have like $20 worth of cashews and dates in them. And it's great. And I'm like, I hate grocery shopping. I don't want to go get these things. Like, I don't have like, condensed one percent milk just like Lying chilling around. in my cupboard <laughs> yeah. um but that yeah besides the point um and I was like no actually like I did 75 hard to transition out of rowing like I um am definitely stubborn when it comes to just like changing my habits and when it comes to working out I was kind of I was at a stage in my life I I think this was my summer going into junior year so this is still mid rowing um and I kind of realized something was wrong in this moment of, I went to an hour long workout class, like body pump, super fun. If I know one's tried it, they should, it's, it's great. Um, and it's a pretty hard class. If you make it, you have a bar that you're putting weights on and off and it's really intense weightlifting. And then I remember afterwards I went and ran pretty hard for 40 minutes. And then, um, I remember stopping the treadmill because I had to go and eat dinner with the family that I was this is when I was working at the transition home so I was staying with another family um and I remember being so upset with myself that I didn't run for more than 40 minutes like yeah just like guilty stressed like I there was never a day that went by during rowing that I wasn't like wasting energy on how high my heart rate was because of how anxious of the fact that I didn't work out more that day yeah like I dove so badly into not allowing myself to eat pleasure foods that like I with a lot of other factors going into my junior year like my health just deteriorated so quickly um and it was because I couldn't shake just like not doing everything perfectly quote you can't obviously see my air quotes there air quotes, yeah. um air, air quotes perfectly to like not have any excuses as to why I wasn't at my best and part of that was because I like lost the fun. Like my freshman year, I like was a walk-on. So rowing was new and great and fun. And everything was a PR because I'd never done it before. And like looking back, I was like, wow, I did like really good on my first 2K ever. Like no wonder the coaches had some faith in me because I was like, at the time I was like, wow, that's so kind of them. Like I like am new and they're like putting me in boats. And I was like, because I did a good job. Like, yeah. but I didn't know what the number was. And I just like was happy to be there. Like and ignorance then, is bliss at that point. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> sure. And then sophomore year was my, probably my best year on the team. And it was because the same thing, like now I knew what I was doing and it was still fun. Um, and then the summer after my sophomore year, 
I was focusing more on like social work and doing these things and like still trying to work out. But like, I wasn't home. I was like at a new gym, like all these things and like still stressing about it. But now I'd come off of this high of my sophomore year season and it wasn't fun anymore. I was like, I can't go lower. Like I can't draw. I need to be better. And like, instead of continuing to do the same things and like work and try to inch as I had been, because that's what you do when you start something new. You're like, I just want to be a little better every time. Suddenly it was, I need to make jumps. Like I need Mm -hmm. to be that much better. So suddenly I was flying and dying on pieces, something I'd never done before. Um, Yeah. Flying and dying for people who don't know rowing too, is like, you go too fast out of the gate. So it's like, it's, you're like sprinting in the beginning and then you're just like absolutely gassed at the end of it. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And like the heart rate was so high when I started that like, I like would feel it like, (laughs) like in my chest. (laughs) Um, And so like, it took the fun away. And so basically that kind of like, I wish I read that mindset book sooner because I like was reading it and remember being like, wow, like how would my career have changed if I had read this sooner and just been okay with coming back slowly from like, I had back injury and was out for a while. And I got injured because I was lifting more than I should have because I You're was frustrated. Yeah, like I was frustrated that I wasn't where I had been. So I was just like, no, I'm going to put on the exact same weight that I lifted when I was 100% healthy and it's going to be fine. It wasn't fine. My coach had to come up to me <laughs> And be like, Sam, it's not happening today. When I was about to start a piece and literally would like convulse over every couple of strokes because my back was like spazzing. Giving out, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, this is one of the moments where I was like, I need to play the game, I guess. Like he- dive headfirst into it. If I can't break these habits, I'm going to make a very regimented way of <laughs> being less regimented, which sounds ironic. But um, that was what 75 hard was for me. And that my fifth year allowed me to do that. And that I was, I'm going to do yoga for one of my workouts. I'm going to go on a walk. Like I enjoy walks, crazy Crazy concepts. Like be not sedentary without like dying. Dying. Yeah. It was a new concept to me. Earth shattering. Yeah. No, say like, we literally (laughs) talked about this, like same. I'm like, I will say sometimes to like, or fellows or people currently in my life, I'm like, oh, it didn't get like a 90 minute workout in. Oh my God. Like yeah. I'm stressed. And then like, what are you like talking yeah. about? I'm like, and they laugh, right. They're like, yeah. Oh my God, you're so ridiculous. And I'm like, and then I'm like, <laughs> stress. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I know it comes from a bad place. Like I know. And I'm trying to like unwind that. So like knowing that backstory with 75 hard of like, you need to be so regimented. So you get out of the, like a workout has to be grueling. 90 minutes or like however long like because well, they said it's 45 minute workouts twice a day and so it's like yeah. I will not work out for more than 45 minutes I yeah. will go I had weights in my garage I'm gonna do a I'm only gonna do three lifts and my lift crazy <laughs> crazy Just yeah. I'm gonna warm up and that's gonna be 10 minutes of the 45 minute workout and that will be okay yeah. um and so that's kind of like the ugly side of it like oh my gosh I work out too much ha, ha. no like it was bad mm-hmm. like I would not enjoy for sure life because yeah, like you go out to eat with your friends and like, I like didn't drink my entire senior year because of my back and like other injuries. And I was like, I cannot give any excuse as to why, like, I cannot give anyone any reason to say that I'm not trying my hardest to get back. But it was to such a point that I was just like, I think more so my junior year, so mentally unwell. And you talked about this in one of your podcasts too, that like, oh, like this idea that like for your mental health to get better, your performance has to get worse. And that's just like so not true. And like yeah. diving 
I think part of it was like the like schedules we were given was like, oh, if it's not working, doing more of the same thing. And that's so not true. Like a silly example was I ran a marathon actually two weeks ago, um, which was one of my goals. And I was like, well, I'm in good shape now. Might as well like get it done <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> it was actually Check that so off the list. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was so fun. But going into it, I was like, I, the thing I'm most worried about is the impact. Like my feet, my knees, my hips. Like I haven't, been working out like this obviously because it's having harder I'd gotten down yeah. and worked my way back up and I was like I'm gonna do it right and that's such a little thing was that I moved my pinky toe on its own for the first time in my <laughs> life and like we let's like all laugh about it for a minute yeah <laughs> but like I thought genetically I could not do that because I had never been able to my entire life I just wiggled my pinky toes I was like wait yeah. a minute <laughs> I was like now I have to um, think about it and I literally just doing like little exercises that took five minutes out of my day every day I could now do like I wasn't even trying that wasn't my goal my goal was to keep my feet straight like strengthen my feet and make sure I didn't get shin splints which was a really big problem for me in high school um and I was like wow like more is not always the solution and I think that was something that was kind of beaten into our brains for a little bit like just do more and that is how you succeed. Yeah. And like more time, more energy, more reps. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, wow, like I took it back 95% and was able to do this thing just because I was now using the right tools that I'd never asked anyone for. Yeah. And you that know? too. Yes. And that too is like the fortunate part of the value that rest gives mm-hmm. and how that like correlates to your mental health of being like oh like I can rest and it's okay and it goes back to what you said of like I feel like I'm like my because of athletics it's like my productivity intrinsically like um it it correlates to self-worth and so it's like if I'm not being productive and productivity usually means like movement then I'm not you know bettering myself and so like it goes back to that what you said earlier of not of being stressed when you're resting, like it is a hard habit to break of being like, Oh, I'm not like, go, 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 go until I'm like crashing in bed until at like 11 quality out the window for quantity. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I'm happy that like now we're able to at least be reflective and be like, Oh, that wasn't a good habit that we had. Or like what, what we were being like, so stubborn about, or like that was so ingrained in our brains about being like more is better is not the case. And now like we're more experienced. We are, um, a little bit away from those habits. Like we're able to grow on them. That's what I think, like, that's where that growth happens. And that's what we had talked about earlier of growth, not necessarily like, you don't have to be ashamed of the person that you were before you had that growth. Right. Cause it, it got you to where we are today. And I think that's a big, part of both of our lives of like oh did we do shit that I was like oh why did we do that or like why did I feel like that but there's no there's no use to doing that like you're only damaging yourself you're only making yourself feel worse for something that's already happened so like grow and move on from it um and I know that's why I've always valued like your opinions because obviously like teammates we were with each other like 24 7 and so like being able to bounce ideas off of each other like just like confide in each other was like I can say for absolute certainty, the only thing that got me like 
through athletics to this point through school, like through any personal relationships that were not going well, um, is like that dependability on other people to like, tell you, be like, you're not crazy. You're not saying like, this is just an emotion you're feeling. And how do we get your, like, how do we get you feeling better? Oh, absolutely. I think that, yeah. And the type of, you said dependability, but even, I don't know what the right word for it. So help me out if you, if it comes okay. to mind. Run it by me, rough draft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like, sometimes you're not okay. And it doesn't help when people are like, no, you're doing great. Keep it up. Like, I'm like, no, I don't want to keep it up because this up is not good. <laughs> I, um, like, I remember distinctly times I had lost like 20 pounds in three weeks because various reasons. And I remember one of our coaches coming up to me and being like, you're doing great. It's not going to be the same, but it's, you're doing great. And like, I appreciated so much the sentiment, but I was not doing great. You know, well, it invalidates what you're going through and like how you're feeling. So it should have been like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Rather than like projecting what they wanted you to be. Yeah. And I remember going on a run with Mar and Mar and I, one of our other best friends and teammates. Yes. (laughs) One of our teammates. Yeah. Um, And Mar and I were running buddies for the longest time. Like, sophomore junior year like we were in step with each other it was so fun and then like suddenly I like couldn't keep up with her anymore like very quickly I was like I I can't like this and it was so frustrating because this was something we bonded over and I part of me was like oh my gosh she's like not gonna this is so silly but like she's not gonna like want to be friends with me anymore because I can't keep up with her running and it was like the silliest thing and it's exactly what you said earlier like finding your worth from your performance and I was like I was respected quote because I was able to row and like do these things and like suddenly I can't anymore and the same coach to their credit had said like I was like I'm just so frustrated because I'm telling my body to do something and it's not listening to me and like the rowers will understand and the non-rowers might not but when you're rowing there's like you're looking at the screen like there's a number in front of you and this yeah you're looking at your split which down is faster up is slower um and I remember so distinctly on one piece my legs had given out um I was like having issues whatever pre during my my, a bad stretch um and I remember like okay brain like we're going now like this number is about to go down like time to push and just like watching it like creep up yeah and and it does the exact opposite yep (laughs) stop it yeah no it's going the wrong way and like mentally I was like, no, like I'm re- like, I want, like, I'm ready to feel the pain. Like I'm, I'm like, it's such a weird feeling to like have your physical body give out before your mental body, because like to get to that point, like a lot of us can agree that like mentally pushing ourselves wasn't the issue. Um, like, yeah, sometimes, but like, we know how to push through that. And like, to see the number go up anyways, I was like, what is that? Like, I just remember feeling so defeated and then like crying at practice about it, which oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of tears were shed in that room. <laughs> um, and finally I was like, not having a little bit of a tantrum, temper tantrum after the fact, just like, I don't know what to do. Like my body's not listening to me. And one of our coaches was like, I think it's listening to you. I think you're not listening to it anymore. Like it's telling you something and you're not listening. Um, and just like, suddenly it was like quiet and just didn't even know how to respond. And it was like, oh, like 
okay. And just being like, you're going to not come to practice tomorrow and you're going to think about it and maybe spend some more time listening, um, which we could all like. In, which to their yeah. credit, like that was needed. So yeah. good for observing that with you. <laughs> and like, I can't, like, I can't be asked. Like every time a trainer was like, do you think you can practice it? I was like, yep, good to go. Was not good to go. Like, <laughs> um, and so I don't even remember where this came from, but like that being a huge part of it, like that defeat of like, oh, the worth. Yeah. With like, there's so much more to you than like this thing. And like, again, the more is not good. Like, yeah. I wish I could just go back and shake myself and be like, just do something and then do a little better the next day. That baseline is not going to be what it was. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's the mind body connectedness too, of like yeah. trusting yourself and like, maybe it's cause we're m- more mature now who's maybe people wouldn't say we're more Ooh. mature, but I'm willing to bet that we are <laughs> age <laughs> means maturity. Right. Uh, no, the like the trajectory the, from before to now is keeping going. We're going to be, yeah, right. <laughs> I think we, we're doing pretty well. Um, no, like the mind body connectedness is like a big part of something that I've had to force myself to appreciate and listen to now. And I know you have as well. And so I think like anyone who's been in that state where like your body and your mind are not agreeing for like anything, it doesn't have to be in athletics or injury. Like it could literally just be like, Oh, you're, you're feeling a ton of emotions. And like, you don't exactly know why, or like you're really stressed or you're really anxious or you're really happy. And you're like, what is going on? Like, hopefully you're happy. Right. But like, you might not be able to pinpoint it in the moment of like, what is that feeling? It's just like trying to best navigate where you're at in the moment and like how to get you to where you want to go. Um, I think that's where that understanding comes into play because it's never going to be like completely a hundred percent like foolproof, right? Like that's, that's just how it is. Um, but I know like with both of us, however, you know, if it's 75 hard or working, like working in the workforce now, um, we're like still bettering ourselves without, um, without having to sacrifice other things. And I think that's, that's where that, um, beautiful part comes into play and like being more vulnerable now and being able to like look back at college look back at high school who we were before um because that's the majority of our life like at this point at 23 and be like okay that is that wasn't okay that was great and learn from it and move on um and I think that vulnerability aspect now that I just look at us both sitting here I'm like you would ask us to do this sophomore (laughs) junior year of college oh we would have we would have been silent on this call because it was so difficult to open up and be vulnerable and so I'm just so happy now like hearing you always but hearing you now like speak through all of your experiences and still come out like smiling and better on the other side is very special for me yeah no it's it's a just special like in general to like reflect and be like wow like with also the people who like helped us get here. Like we've been through a lot together. Like <laughs> yeah. good, bad, ugly, sweat, tears. Yeah. Nausea. <laughs> yeah. Blood, <laughs> like all the bodily fluids yeah. probably. Yeah. Like, I think it reminds me of my other thing where I was like talking about running with Mar and she kind of just looked at me and was like, something's not right. Like, yeah. and you know, Mar, like 
she's like I don't want to say a woman of few words but like one of the bub- like bubbliest just like, like always down for whatever like kind of just like going through life like on a high um and like whenever she like kind of gets serious about anything you're kind of like okay like she means business like what on the water when she was angry or like for her like she's only like tunes in when it's really important like you know she'll be light and optimistic when you can be like when there's when there's space for it but for her to turn and be like what's going on I was like because you know she's the first person to say like let's push through like you got it like and she was in the beginning and like in the past like we would do it to each other we'd be like okay like let's see if we can get to that like I don't know like yeah motivate each other yeah yeah um and it was great and it was something that like just like we'd be doing it with a smile on our face like dying and it'd be so fun and for her to like and I think a lot of us have come to those points like especially going through like our darker times where it's like what's going on mm-hmm. and for a friend to sit you down and kind of be like okay like something is not right here you're like, like you know you've surrounded yourself with good people and like kind of the special moment you were saying where you're like wow like I've gotten here not it's not by any means because of just myself like I would don't want to know who I would be today without the support oh, of every person. Completely different. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. I know. And with that, like, I, I appreciate you so much, like not only just to have you as a friend um, and former teammate, but just to come on this podcast, like you're such a huge supporter of me in general too, which I always love you forever for. Um, I know we've been chatting for a while, so I'm going to wrap this up because we'll just keep talking no matter what. Um, but truly, like you, from the from the very, very bottom of my heart, thank you for always making the time for me in general, but today, especially for the podcast. Oh, of course, it was my honor. <laughs> I love. Thank you all for listening and dedicating some of your time to listening to these conversations and being an external part of that conversation. I hope you take away with each episode, maybe some new perspectives and some ways to reflect about how what we talk about pertains to your life and your own interests and goals.